This week on the Baseline Podcast, Josh and I talk about all the sports that happened over the weekend and over the past week. We specifically talk about, well, March Madness and how how it's affected our, let's just say, brackets and our maybe self-esteem. I don't know, but it has definitely caused some chaos. And then we talk about the World Baseball Classic. Is it a worthless tournament? Should they even be allowing Major League Baseball players to play in it? We discuss that, and then we finish up by talking about the big free agent signings in the NFL. All that and so much more coming up on the Baseline Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Baseline Podcast. I'm Ben. That's Josh. And um, we're both wearing some type of red because we are trying to represent what our brackets have done to our heart. It has caused us to bleed and to have internal damage. Um, ben, where's both. your red? It's the lights. The lights. Oh, okay. It's the lights. You see, I have these Fair lights enough. of, of sadness you, yeah. behind me. Uh, no, I mean, it bit, is yeah. it is fascinating this time of year, Josh, because you have obviously the NFL draft coming up. So you have a lot of these different, you know, uh, you know, combines, pro days, everything like that. And then you also have, you know, basketball happening, right? Women's and men's college basketball. I just want to point out the uh, Ohio State women's basketball team did beat your Carolina Tar Heels uh, women's basketball team. Just want to point that out. I, I, you know, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but I'm just, I'm just pointing that out. I don't even know what women's basketball is. Hey, you know what? We try to pride ourselves in every sport. Um, and, uh, and also with that, you have baseball coming along, which we will talk about all these different things in today's show. But Josh, before we get into that, how was your weekend? How did you enjoy this first kind of craziness of March madness plus everything else going on in your world? Mm-hmm. I didn't get to watch a ton of games, just a uh, work schedule and uh, other plans, but was definitely uh, getting notified and texted about what was going on. And I got some of the upsets right. Uh, called the Furman one, missed out on Princeton. Also had Purdue not reaching the Sweet 16, but the team that beat them wasn't who I expected it to be. And man, dude, I mean, we're going to dive into it. But and then on top of all that, too, just uh, I know we're not going to talk a ton about it, but Leon Edwards defeated Kamaru Guzman again. He is defending the belt, still the king of that weight class. So it's going to be interesting maybe seeing where uh, Kamaru Guzman goes from here, maybe a future discussion uh, for another day. But I know you want to dive into some of these basketball games. Uh, What have you? Or uh, I guess, what's your impression so far from uh, these first two rounds? That my bracket is the, the, my bracket try like literally. I'm so upset at some of these teams. Like I don't even have a I don't have a you know I don't have a dog in the fight, but I'm just angry the fact that my bracket this might be the fastest my bracket has ever just dis just disappeared right like in my bracket. I only have in the Midwest. I'm doing great. The Midwest, I've been calling straight down the line, right? That's been great. But then everything else, I have one Final Four team left, which probably won't actually end up happening. Um, but Purdue losing was probably the biggest shocker for me. Biggest know, shocker, and, man. But I think, but I think too, like we talked about the biggest this with, upset. Yeah, we talked this with Joe a little bit. I think the one thing we everyone said was like, what happens when Eddie is not Eddie, right? And what happens when he's kind of held down, or what happens when they that don't was have my that? that was my whole reasoning for why I thought that it would be Memphis eliminating them, but they didn't even get a chance to play Memphis. Memphis didn't get a chance to play Purdue either, though, because FAU ended up getting them. That was a team Which that I you guys were you. high on, yeah, I, very I high on. Yeah, so you did get that right, but but yeah, man. And I, I got credit. I got credit to them, right? They came in the shortest team in the country by average height. And they said, we don't care if we have a six foot two guy on a seven foot four guy, right? Like it's the idea of David versus Goliath. And I think this one is more pivotal than the Virginia one 
because I felt like Virginia won. That could have went either way. This one felt dominated at times. Yeah, Virginia won. Team. It was Virginia was like up the whole time, and then they just had the the I guess ill advised pass at the end, and then Furman yeah. took advantage of it. But yeah, you're right about the Purdue thing. It, they really didn't. You didn't feel good about it if you were watching. I got to watch the last two minutes. Yeah, and even of that game and. Just Purdue never looked like they were in control. No, and and I think even as like Ohio State fans, you're sitting there like, man, like, you know, you're that close, right? Or these other teams in the Big Ten like had had leads against Purdue. Um, but I think what it did show, and I think Josh, you can agree with me on this, that like that's what makes March Madness so amazing is that these teams like what what did they have compared to Purdue? Purdue had this expectation. Whereas FDU didn't have anything. They said, we're going to come in there. We're going to give everything we got and we're going to make you earn it. And Purdue, I believe, just thought they could walk through them. They have a seven foot four center. Well, you can't stop us. And uh, even though they didn't end up winning that next game, uh, the head coach now is going to be the head coach of Iona. That just was announced today as we're recording this. Yeah. Or he's in agreement of, of because Patino, another crazy thing that happened, right? Iona didn't do what I thought they would do, but he ends Me up getting a job at St. John's. Um, but again, I, I, there's some other games that I really thought were interesting. Obviously, FAU is, I think, a dark horse in that region to to make a big push. And um, the way they've played, the way they've they've kind of dominated, the way they have here the early on. Um, I think another another shocker for me was was Kansas losing. Obviously, like I think a lot of that was Bill Self. Mm. I think without Bill Self there, they just weren't the same. Um, I think there was something missing without your head coach there because I had, I really thought Kansas could do it and win it all, and I, I believed in them. Um, but every year I get proven wrong again. You know, don't don't always believe the the obvious. Um, and again, I think those are the the main ones. I think that everyone will say. But one of the ones that shocked me a little bit was Marquette. Like Marquette, kind of just it was just a weird game, and and I I was very shocked that they they folded the way they did. Um, and I, the only other one I want to talk about is how Xavier saved at least my bracket from being complete dumpster fire. When they about <laughs> lost that first game, I texted Josh. I think Josh, I think I did. I think I said like, Oh, there goes my bracket. I hate, I hate March Madness or whatever. Um, but Gosh. as much, yeah, but as my brother would say, that's what makes Mark Madness so amazing is these underdogs just, they make this so much fun, but enough of me rambling on Josh. What did you notice from these first few games and anything shock for you or, or how's your bracket? Is it frustrating or what's going on there? So bracket wise, I got nine of the 16 uh, left, I guess. I'm, I'm just like you guys. I got all four Midwest teams, right? Um, the ones that I missed out on uh, that didn't make it. I did have Furman making it one step further, but San Diego State's in their place. I thought NC State might be another team that could make a little run, but instead it's Creighton as expected. Princeton's still here, though. Princeton not only got by Arizona, but then they also got by Missouri. Yeah, uh, the lowest seed still remaining. Well, that was the other um, one. That's the other one I wanted to say. I was shocked. That was by. that is another team. Yeah, a bunch of nerds from the uh, <laughs> Ivy League. As uh, Jake Crane said on his show, since he picked Arizona, yeah, you're you know you're from a conference that lets girls play in, or guys play in girls sports, but oh. I gotta tip my cap to you anyway. Yeah, um, let's see. Uh, I missed out on Kansas as well. Arkansas is still here, and very quick, Ben. Arkansas was that team that we were like, they got all this talent, but um, they haven't been able to put it together all year. They've been inconsistent. Uh, I 
remember last week you said if they haven't done it up to this point, why at this point? And yeah. to an extent, I agreed with you. I thought they could get at least one win, but they've also kind of been on this ultimatum from their uh, athletic yeah. department that if they don't at least make an elite eight, I think everybody in the program's getting fired, losing their job. So perhaps they're, uh, there's a little bit more that they're playing for right now, and they get by not only um, was it Illinois in the first round, but uh, also uh, Kansas, who – was your champion that you predicted and who I almost picked as my champion. Yeah, you know, it, Arkansas was interesting because, I, again, I I want to make this clear because I, I had some people that listened were like, man, you think Arkansas is not that good? I'm like, I never said they weren't good. I just said they hadn't proved it yet. Like, I, I know that the talent's there for Arkansas, but it reminds me a lot of that Kentucky team, I think, from what year was it when they went undefeated? They ended up losing in the tournament, didn't win it at all. I was it the year the, that they were like a seven seed and played UConn, who was like an eight seed in the national championship game? Yeah, or something like that. I can't remember. Julius Randle. Kentucky yeah, I think team. it was something like that, and they end up and they choked. That it. was a t- that was a team very similar. I think what you're describing. They were all young. There was NBA talent there. Uh, they just weren't really able to put it together all in the regular season. Then the tournament, they caught fire at the right time. And yeah, UConn yeah. At, did seem at like seemingly the same time because I think it was two low seeds. And I think it was like after the year or two after they went undefeated or like went like with one loss the whole not season. too long after yeah the 2012 yes. team with anthony davis i think only lost one game or maybe went undefeated perfect season no, they went, no, i think they lost because they lost to indiana i remember that was the one game they lost because it was that that late shot in indiana. oh the christian wofford yeah, shot. Yeah. okay yep that was around that time yep so that was their but, only loss then they ran the table after. yeah and i think i think for me it I, again I, i'm not saying that arkansas can't run the table i think they can but i look in that bracket and and they're gonna have to play who are they playing? They got to play UConn, UConn first. Who, by the, the way, winner of Gonzaga UCLA. That's off to Joe. I mean, Joe didn't really like them, but Joe did say this is a team, and everyone's saying UConn's the best looking team in the tournament right now. And Joe did say that this team, every all the analytics love, and UConn is going in there. So I don't think Arkansas makes it out of the. I don't think they make it out of the Sweet Sixteen, to be honest with you. And uh, if they do, there's no way they're getting by uh, the way UCLA is playing right now. UCLA, I think, is going to be a team that's going to be tough to mess with Gonzaga. I don't really like, yeah. Gonzaga is one of those teams that I, I just can't trust Gonzaga. I just can't. You can get, they can get to the sweet 16 and that's about it. Yeah. Usually once they got to play one of those like top three seeds, it's usually it's, it's done at that point. Yeah. So I, again, and I, 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 you know, I, I do think though that like, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just, this whole, this whole, is it just me, Josh? Maybe, maybe you can, help me out on this is it does this year feel like the weirdest march madness we've ever had since we've grown up like i feel like this is the weirdest march madness in the sense that there is no dominant team that you're going to look at and like they're going to win it all like this might be just the weirdest one at least for my memory it's kind of tough to say i feel like i mean we did have a 16 seed win we had a 15 seed win but i feel like there's been more upsets in past seasons or maybe we had about the same amount of upsets, but the dust just kind of cleared. And it's like in the med- Midwest region, for example, we got the one, two, three, and five teams over there. In the West, we got the two, three, four, and eight. Over in the East, we got the nine, the four, the three, and the seven. So that one's kind of messy. And that was one that we were saying was going to be yeah. uh, kind of interesting to follow. And then in the South, you got one, five, six, and 15. So really that whole like left side of the bracket uh, – kind of ended up a little funky but the right side is uh, about what most people expected i guess with the exception of maybe kansas 
but yeah it, it does still kind of feel like you know if we had to like redraw a bracket right now yeah. with these 16 that are left i who's the hottest <laughs> i i might still stick with ucla even knowing that i think it was jalen clark that was injured but i mean it's it's tough to say like bama hasn't really played anybody tough no. yet you can't really judge them at this point to an Neither extent Houston um, either Houston as well. Yeah, the one seeds have only had to play an eight or nine and then a 16. So it's it's kind of tough to say from that from that perspective. But teams that uh, I guess have been looking pretty solid uh, just based on box scores. Uh, you could say that uh, Creighton is one of those teams uh, got by NC State by nine and then got by Baylor by nine points as well. So they only got to play Princeton, and then they're going to play, the if they win that one, the winner of Bama-San Diego State. Uh, I'd say another team that uh, I think is looking solid. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say UCLA. Uh, they gutted it out with uh, Northwestern to get to the Sweet 16. Uh, and then, like we've been mentioning, too, with Arkansas, they've had, to, they've had to beat two good teams to get to this point. So I don't think you can count them out either. Yeah. Like you were saying, it, yeah, it's, it's just maybe weird. the most dominant team so far has been Miami because they beat Drake. I know it was only 63 to 56, but then they played IU and won U- 85 UConn, to 69. Yeah, but UConn's also been playing very well as well. That's another team too. Right, as, as we were just saying, the analytics yeah. like them and UConn blasted Iona in that first matchup, yeah. not even close, 87 to 63. Then they play St. Mary's, a five seed, and win 70 to 15. So, yeah, even more dominant than uh, what I was just saying with uh, Miami there. So Oh, and fun fact, Miami, is the, I think, is one of the first schools or one of the only schools to ever in a two-day period in the same tournament in women's and men's beat the same school because they beat, beat IU both, both times. Yeah, That's right. Both. Yeah. Rough, by the way. That's just, I'm. by the way, Indiana fans had a deal with Purdue losing, Indiana losing in both the men's and women's, like, and Purdue lost in the women's as well. I mean, poor Indiana. I'm sorry. It's okay. Can't be as bad as North Carolina fans, but, you know, it's up there. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Josh. Being, uh, being from uh, in from Indiana for a little bit, Ben, uh, I can tell you that the, all the IU fans were having a blast with that Purdue loss, only to probably just still with enough self-awareness to be like, yeah, but we're going to lose like our next game anyways, yeah. too. So. <laughs> but I think it's tougher for Indiana, though, in the sense that in their women's seed, they had the number one seed. They were number the number one, one seed. Yeah, so you're lost. expected to do more on that side, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, so that is craziness that's happening on in March. Yeah, that is some craziness. So now that, uh, we've kind of talked about everything that has happened, Ben, um, these games are starting up on Thursday, I believe, which game are you looking forward to the most? Oh, that is, that's a tough one. Oh, that is, that is a, there's two out here that I'm particularly interested in. Sorry. I'm grabbing my paper here. People are watching. Um, while you're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and say yeah, Arkansas go. and UConn is the game that I am most excited to okay. see the result okay. of, just because the uh, yeah the Arkansas talent, if it continues to uh, play out the way it has, and then UConn if they can uh, maintain this hotness. I mean, it's going to be a, a, I mean, it's nothing that Arkansas hasn't seen yet. <laughs> so it's, yeah. I mean, it, from that standpoint, it's like okay, well, they just beat Kansas, so UConn can't be much more of a challenge, right? But you, as we just said, UConn's been playing really well, pretty consistent throughout the regular season as well. So that's a game that I'm excited to see, and then staying in that region too, I'm intrigued by the Gonzaga UCLA matchup as well. I feel like the winner of that, I mean, I know it's two and three, but I feel like the winner of that game is going to be the one that's going to the final four. 
Yeah, I would I would say for me, I'm interested to see the Creighton uh, uh, Princeton matchup, and the only reason is because I think this is the one big chance I think we have Prince. I think this is the one chance we can see a 15 seed go to the Elite Eight. I really do. Like I think this. I know it's. I think it's happened what once before. Has it happened once before? Fifteen seed going. I don't eight? know how far a fifteen seed has yeah. gotten before, but I think the highest possible seed they could have faced in this game was what a three seed at this yeah, point. Yeah, because yeah, because it would have been Baylor and Baylor yeah. didn't get by. So I think I think this is for them a like I think it'd be so cool to see an Ivy League school you know going against maybe Bama right in the Elite Eight and then. Imagine if Princeton made it all the way to the final four. Like that'd just be a great story, right? A great storyline. But for me, even like Creighton, because I counted them out. Like I didn't even think they were going to make it out of the first round. Yeah, I called it. I called and it a first round upset I think, too for them. And I think Creighton happen. could prove a lot of people wrong. So that's that's probably the, one of the bigger games that I'm looking forward to. And the other one I'm really looking forward to is actually Xavier versus Texas. I think that game is going to be fantastic because Xavier went from being struggling in that first round to just really manhandling pit to be honest and i think xavier could really do some damage against texas but again i i, I i'm maybe saying this to save whatever bracket part of my brackets left <laughs> um but again i'm really excited for that and i wouldn't and i guess the third one i'll throw in there is don't be shocked to see the miami houston game surprise people that's all i'm going to say i think that one could that could I, I do have miami winning that one from uh from our bracket so that's the way that I drew it up, yeah, I had Purdue being the first one to get out, and then I believe Houston was my second one to get knocked out. So just from that standpoint, too, like another one, uh, I guess, on the upset alert here. So, yeah, that that's what I think. And, and again, I guess out of the teams that are left, I mean, it's very interesting to see who's going to make the Final Four. Like, I think I, there's going to be one one that gets out into the Final Four, I think, just out of the, the two that are left. I think one of them does make it to the Final Four. I think Bama's the more likely one because they have an easier route. Um, are all four of your Final Four teams still alive, Ben? I'm trying to remember from last uh, week. No, Arizona's gone. Uh, no, Purdue's gone. And uh, Kansas gone. So right. I have Xavier left. And I do have to be trans a little transparent here. After we uh, discussed all of our brackets with uh, you and Joe, I, I ended up making Kansas State my team out of that East region to be my Final Four team instead of Tennessee. I, I you changed it. I did change How it. You guys, you guys convinced me. You, you guys convinced How? me, and I had to do it. I wanted to change some other games as well, but I stopped myself, and I was like, okay. Now that I know you that know, Tennessee, you know Joe is going to give you a hard time now, though. You know that that's right? okay because you guys brought up. T- I was riding on Tennessee because of how uh, great their defensive play had been all season, and then when Joe mentioned that one of their best defenders or like their best defender was out for game, it's like okay, well now the defense isn't going to be good or as good, and their scoring also isn't going to be that great because that's not the not what they've been relying on. So it's like I can't do it. So just in the spirit of transparency, I had to let everybody know. Tennessee is not my team out of the final four anymore. It's Kansas state. And even regardless, Tennessee is still here. All four of my final four teams are still here. Uh, you to know, refresh it's UCLA, Texas, Kansas state and Bama that I have, you know, see, it was so funny because we all like were in agreement before we recorded last week's episode that like, we don't change brackets. I like, didn't want to, I didn't want to, but and that was just, just too much. That was just too much. I heard how much you hated my Tennessee pick. Oh, I hated and then it. I heard Joe so break much. down that Tennessee also wasn't as strong as what they had been. It's like, I got to change it. I got to change it. 
you know, see, this is what, this is why we work together, Josh. This is why we're a good team. We just, we bring it together and we fix our wrongs. Um, yet for some reason we couldn't fix my bracket. Um, (laughs) but, um, you know, that's, that's just besides the point. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it, it's it's been a, f- and I think it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, who comes out. Like again, I hope Xavier getting it just because of the last one I have left. But I do think, like you know, I think Kansas State has a great shot of making it. I think Alabama has. I mean, I would love to see Princeton in there. That'd be just freaking awesome. Um, and I think it would be awesome to see. Like, I would love to see like a Princeton, Princeton versus Kansas State matchup in one Final Four, and then just to throw everyone off, like a Xavier versus Arkansas Final Four, like just to make everyone so mad, like. Just to make mm-hmm. the 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 all NCAA people just be like, this is not fun anymore. I want, you know, like I want actual teams. It's like, no, that makes it fun. I love to see that. Not have the blue bloods in there. That'd be awesome to see. But again, that's just my thought. Yeah, I mean, dude, if Princeton ended up making it all the way, I I mean there I I know we haven't verified what the farthest the 15 seed has made. Maybe we can do a little bit of live fact checking right here. We'll see how well that live fact checking right now. You know, yeah. All we'll say is, you know, truth social sports at, um, it's just my little semi plug. I don't know why. Uh, but no, I, I think, uh, yeah, I just, I, I would love to see Prince to make the only two more. 15 seeds have advanced or only two 15 seeds have advanced past the second round. Florida Gulf Coast made it to the That's Sweet right. 16 yeah, in 2013. Will yeah. Roberts made it uh, in 2021. We don't talk 16. about them. So that's the farthest. Hey, we don't mention that name. That name does not be mentioned during that year. Rural Alberts. Shut up. <laughs> so there's only been two to even make the Sweet 16. Princeton would be the third, and that's as far as any of them have gotten. So this could be a first. Comment below, guys. Are that's we going to see a, six, or a 15 seed finally reach the Elite Eight? Will it happen? That's the question for you to answer, and we'll see what happens. But enough of the March Madness talk. I mean, because we all know that brackets are just everyone's brackets trash. If you say your bracket's amazing, then you just need to get something checked because it's not. Okay, let's just be honest with each other. Most likely it's your mother that has the best one because she probably chose by uniform color, and then somehow that is just now all of a sudden been the best one. So, but Josh, what else do we have on the docket for today that we wanted to touch base on before, you know? craziness starts to hear in a few weeks yeah so you in the mood to talk about some meaningless baseball as some people on the internet have said because i don't think this is meaningless baseball i don't either i'm gonna go ahead and say it this is none of these players do either but uh before we were talking you had mentioned uh keith ober whatever the heck oberlin oberman oberman i think keith irrelevant yeah, pretty um, much. What he had to say about World Baseball Classic. Uh, can you explain? Can you keep, explain first what for those that don't know what the World Baseball? Because I know some people are baseball listeners, but they might not know, or some people that are sports. The listeners. World Baseball Classic is a tournament of teams around the world that pay or play baseball in a classic. Very good. Very good, but so it's basically, basically like the World, like Cup, World Cup of Baseball. Yeah, yeah. It's World Cup Look of Baseball, and they have like and they have different regions. So like, there's a European region, which I believe it this year it was the UK. It would no, it was Great Britain, Czech Republic, Italy. I think that's who it was. Yes, 
Your guess is as good as mine. And then Asia, yeah. So basically, they're just like split up. So then you have the South America region and the Central America, and then North America. Then you have Asia, Oceania, uh, and then you have Europe, and then Africa. But I don't think any African teams made it this year. But yeah, so it's it's fascinating. But I don't know. Go ahead and talk about what your thoughts are on the World Baseball Classic because Josh knows my thoughts, and I'll talk about Keith Oberlin here in a second. Oberman, whatever your name is, um, but give me your thoughts, Josh, on on what what you think, why you think it makes it so amazing, and 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 what your what your thoughts are of this tournament specifically this year. Yeah, before it all started, I was doing a little bit of research so I could be like up to date on what all countries are supposed to be good, who won last year because I couldn't remember and so forth, and I had noticed that. Most of the World Baseball Classic games were setting record TV ratings in yeah, the countries huge. these teams were playing. Like wild numbers, like 60-something percent of TVs in Japan being tuned in That's and 40-something percent of TVs in Cuba being turned or tuned in to watch Cuba's games. And it's like these countries are watching these games like Americans watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. So that's, uh, I guess, what sparked all of this because um, – the most notable injury we've had in the World Baseball Classic now was Edwin Diaz, closer for the Mets. It actually wasn't even a playing injury. They were celebrating the win. He injured himself, and now he's probably going to need season-ending surgery. And Barstool KFC, who is a Mets fan, uh, absolutely uh, pissed about it. Uh, just going on rants on Twitter about is that, how uh, What's his name? What's that guy? Isn't it like fat something? or I don't, know, I don't know what it stands for. Yeah. It's not Kentucky Fried Chicken. Though. Yeah, I know that. But... Uh, he was just going on a tirade about how these superstar players that are being paid millions of dollars by their MLB teams um, should be like respecting that and not be playing meaningless baseball games. And then you just kind of see like how meaningful these games are to not only these countries, but then you hear the players, guys like Randy Rosarena making insane catches and saying that's like the most amazing catch I've ever had in my career, even more so than the one he had uh, in the playoffs with his team, the Tampa Bay Rays. You see Trey Turner hit a grand slam, a uh, guy that's had walk-off hits in the playoffs before with this team, and he said that that was the biggest home run of my career. And you see, uh, I mean, there's a lot of uh, stories like that. Of or even Adam, just, Adam Rainwright. Adam Rainwright. Adam Wainwright, the most fun he's had playing baseball has he's been the World Baseball years old. Classic. He's 41 Yadier years Molina old. Molina in the past has said he would rather win a World Baseball Classic championship than a World Series ring. And it's, it just seems that the players really do care about this. And I don't know if it's all just to troll these guys or if they actually do mean it. Either way, it's... I mean, it's fun to watch. And you, well, as I said before, the fans in the other c- countries definitely care. I think maybe the ra- reason the ratings aren't so high in America is just because we get to kind of watch Madness all too. these guys play. It's running around at the same time March Madness is. The time zones make the game times really weird. Some games have been at like 6 a.m. It's like, I'm not watching that. I'm not getting up to watch it. But the weird channels. Uh, and then we also get to watch all these guys play in the regular season anyways. And then you also have, I guess, the minority of people, too, that are like, even if they could watch it, they wouldn't because they're like, these are meaningless games. So that is, uh, I guess, context filling in on what's been going on. Um, As we speak, Japan and the United States are playing for the championship. That game is tonight. By the time this episode comes out, we'll already have a winner, so we're not really going to do too much. Breaking down the matchups of Shohei Otani going against Mike Trout and things like that. But fill us in on, uh, I guess, what Keith said and what your take was on that, Ben. Yeah. First off, I want to just say that there are some amazing stories in this World Baseball Classic. Um, Josh, what do we love about the Olympics, right? 
we love the Olympics because there's stories. There are, we hear about people that come from bad situations or have come from poverty and now look what they're doing, right? With their talents that God gave them. And you hear about the guy from Nicaragua who struck out, uh, I believe it was three uh, Dominican Republican players, like three all-stars that are MLB all-stars. And he was 21 years old. He struck them all out. And after the game, there was a scout there from the Detroit Tigers and they signed him to a minor league deal. Like Mm. if this was meaningless, Keith Oberlin, Oberman, whatever your name is, if this was meaningless, then you're telling me that this guy would have never got the opportunity to go play the dream of his life from a kid from Nicaragua who's 21 years old who never got to play in any big league outside the Mexican league. To me, that's what like bothered me the most. Is like when you say that you're t- saying that this doesn't matter to this guy, right? Or that it doesn't matter to these Czech Republican guys who, by the way, none of them play professionally base- baseball all the time, except uh, except uh, Sogard, who is half I think half Czech through his mom or something like that, and he plays for the A's, but he's the only one that was a professional baseball player. All these other guys were electricians, car mechanics, teachers, professors, and. You saw what happened when they struck out Shohei Otani with an 85 mile an hour fastball. They had the whole team sign a jersey and then gave it to Shohei Otani. This mm-hmm. is what this is what baseball means. This is why I've said that baseball is one of the greatest sports out there because it brings so many people together. It's just like soccer. It brings so many people together. And for you to say from your high stool of wherever you're working now, whether it's ESPN or whatever, it probably is politically driven or whatever. It's ridiculous because. Josh, you know, the Olympics means so much to these people. And if I remember right, I saw a picture of Adam Wainwright while the, uh, I think the national anthem was played. He's right next to the flag on his knees praying. If this doesn't mean anything to them, then why do they come out and say it's the best thing they've ever done? It's the best fun we've ever had. It's the most excitement we've ever had. I mean, it's like playing the Olympics. It's like winning a gold medal for your country, the bragging rights. And I know for the U.S., and I I believe it was the Mexican manager said, yes, Japan won tonight. They're going to the final, but baseball won overall. Mm -hmm. Baseball is what is happening. And for people to say that the game is dying, it's not dying. Maybe in America, but worldwide. In America, it's it's worldwide. It's it's, growing, man. Look at Czech Republic. Czech Republic won a game in the World Baseball Classic. Right. China was there. Australia was there. You had uh, Chinese Taipei. You had Nicaragua, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, go on and on. The other day, I think this is amazing for baseball. And I hope they would do this more than just every four or five years. I want this to be a every two year thing or a cycle. And I love Edwin Diaz. He kind of said like, oh, yeah, I tore my ACL. Like, okay, like. It wasn't like he he knew what happened, but he knew that it was more important for him to celebrate with his team than than for it to all fall out. And so, again, I just I think Keith, you need to really watch what you say because you don't know how this has impacted other people's lives, uh, and it's not about you. You've never played baseball, you haven't played professional baseball, so like just stop talking. Like you don't know what it means to these guys. You haven't been in these guys' heads. So, again, that's me rambling on. Josh, you can agree or disagree, but uh, that's those are my thoughts. Yeah, I think whether or not the games mean anything, I guess you got to ask the players, right? Because they're the ones that are yeah. in these games. I mean, you got multimillionaires that are, I guess, sacrificing. I, mean, I guess playing, uh, if we're going to argue that these games are meaningless, uh, I mean, spring training games are meaningless as well. Exactly. We saw someone, I think, get a season ending injury. I 
name escapes me, but sliding in the second base and he's going to be out for a little while. And I mean, are we going to cancel all the spring training games? Exactly. Too at this point? So these guys are playing these games because they want to be there. Uh, getting a, a win for their country means something to them. And, and you, you basically said everything that I would have said at this point. Anyway, yeah. I think the world baseball classic means something to these guys it definitely means something to all these countries, maybe a little bit more than America, but this is one of the first years too, that America has actually gotten like a lot of its superstar players to come out and play yeah. too. So I think that, uh, they're buying in and well, uh, getting hyped up well, to even, winning it the last one. And now they got a chance to repeat yeah. back to back champions. Well, even like watch what they did when King Griffey jr. Was taking batting practice. All these veteran dudes awesome, are just—they're staring, watching because watching their this was idol. their idol, and he's out there doing. It. I'm like, this is what this brings—is having this opportunity. Like you had Mike Piazza managing the the it Italian team. You know, you had you had uh, you know the Czech Republic team. Like I said, with a bunch of non-base, you know, professional baseball players out there, you know, winning ball games. You had Australia who looked really good for most of the tournament. Um, you know, you had all these different teams, and it's it's just cool to see. And you had Shohei Otani who took away, you know, him and then Yoshida, the new Boston Red Sox left fielder, took away for Japan. But it's it's just awesome. It's awesome to see. It makes me really excited about baseball. Yeah. I've been having a little bit of fun of it with it on social media, though. Uh, there was a video. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, the one I, one guy from Mexico struck out in the eighth and then snapped his bat in half over his knee. And I put a comment in and was like, I can't believe someone would get so upset over a strikeout in a meaningless baseball game. And <laughs> everybody uh, commenting back to me is just mostly just been making fun of me for being a Cleveland Indians fan. But that's well, that's, that's a normal point. that's it's a normal just, thing. Yeah, it's it's just me trolling. Like I'm just trying to, I guess, get a gauge for it. I got like more a lot likes on it too, but I there you go. yeah, I'm having a little bit of fun with it. Like man, I can't believe someone gets so pissed about me. It's like I'm advocating their point. Like yeah, 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 yeah. This game does mean something to these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, and they don't know it. Internet's fun, but oh, it is fun. Yeah, I think that's um. World Baseball uh, Classic discussion wrapped up. Um, one other thing we wanted to touch on today was just uh, some moves going on in NFL free agency. Yes. I don't, I don't think that we've really touched on a ton they of really those. I think, no. I think we've talked a little bit about like some of the big quarterback moves, uh, the extensions, but there's been some pretty nice uh, signings out there. Some trades. The Browns uh, made signings. Well. Shocker. Browns have made a couple. Some yeah, nice ones. Uh, some needs. Yeah. Um, today, I think the most notable one was Dallas Cowboys getting Brandon Cooks. Yep. Only had to give up a fifth and sixth rounder, I think, to get that. Uh, oh, Dalton Schultz, former Cowboy, is now with the Houston Texans. Adam Thielen, out to Carolina now. It's another one uh, that I remember seeing. Baker Mayfield. Gard- Baker Mayfield to Tampa. C.J. Gardner-Johnson uh, going f- leaving Philly to go to Detroit. Um, so all these kind of moves are definitely uh, going to be a- making uh, adjustments to our mock draft because uh, oh, some of these teams are just – some of these teams are filling these needs in the in the in free agency, which we knew would happen. So it's like, okay, well, maybe now that uh, Detroit has gone out and uh, added some guys in the secondary, maybe they won't want to go out and take a guy like Christian Gonzalez uh, with their sixth pick right there. Maybe uh, a guy named Jalen Carter, who didn't have the greatest pro day as well and could further be slipping back, uh, could go to a place like Detroit and team up on the defensive line with a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, you know? So It could. It could, yeah. Uh, ben, who have you been following? Who do you think's been uh, 
adding a bunch of guys and yeah. uh, losing a bunch of guys. Biggest winners and losers so far in free agency. Uh, I, the Jets right now are a big loser for me. Like I, I think the Jets are. So. They they are waiting for this Aaron Rodgers thing to fall. Supposedly, right? We still don't know okay. completely. Yeah, that's a. Uh, Apparently agreed upon in principle, like Aaron Rodgers is talking like he's already a Jets quarterback. Yes. And Green Bay's just, I guess, fighting for equal for, this is uh, my fair thing. compensation. This is my thing. What happens if it doesn't go through? Now it's very awkward for the Jets because you have and Wilson very awkward for Aaron. <laughs> but you also have Wilson sitting there and like, yeah. what do you tell him? Like, hey, buddy, by the way, we're sorry. We believe in you again. Um, we love you. We would like you to be our quarterback. Um, would you do it? Right. Um, I, at the end of the day, I think Aaron Rodgers does go to the Jets, right? So this could become a bust for me to a, this is awesome for the Jets. It gives them a quarterback for a couple of years to kind of just to bank on. And hopefully that, that all goes well. Um, but I, I, outside of that, the Jets, like they haven't been able to do a lot. I mean, they got Lazard, but they haven't been able to do a lot. Um, just because I think they're waiting to see that domino fall. But I think the Packers could be in the running to trade up and get a quarterback if this if they don't want Jordan Love or or however they want to work with that. Um, but I guess a winner for me, and I know this is going to sound ter- sound very cliche since I am a Browns fan and you're a Browns fan, but I think the Browns actually did pretty decent on their their free agent signings. Uh, Tomlinson signing, I think it was the right money for a guy that can clog up the middle, which as Josh and I know from the last year they, they could not that. stop the run. Um, they got Uwa, I can't say his last name, but double, it's like o. Uwa, double O. Yeah, we'll call him Double O. Um, very underrated, very underrated pass rusher, and to have him opposite of of Garrett is just going to be a deadly, deadly combination. They got help in the secondary with Thornhill from the Chiefs, which I was shocked they were able to pry him away. It just shows you I don't think the Chiefs have a lot of money because they're losing a lot of their guys. Um, so I think that one's that that is interesting. Just what the Browns have done, they brought back a couple other guys as well. Um, Baker Mayfield is probably the most interesting signing for me because now if you're Tampa, you sign him to one year deal. What, what is your plan with Baker? Do you think Baker could be the guy? Um, I don't know. It, it's interesting for me that that one's interesting. And the other one that was super interesting for me, and I, I, I don't quite get it. I, I don't know what's going to happen is Jimmy Garoppolo going to Las Vegas. Mm. You had yes. a chance if you're Las Vegas to in the draft to draft a a top you know top four quarterback in the draft trade up even if you needed to I mean there's a couple of teams in there that you could trade up with um, and 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 to make a move or two you know with the Cardinals or somebody you know make a move but you don't and you go with Jimmy Garoppolo um, I don't know if he's worth the money you gave him he's been injured literally nonstop over the last few years. Is he going to be the guy you want to lead your offense? I don't know. And Josh McDaniels has shown, was he shown over the last few years that he, or the last few hedge coaching spots, he chokes a lot or he doesn't finish the job. Um, so for me, that was probably one of the bigger busts that I think no one's talking about, but I think they will be talking about in a few months as things struggle with the Las uh, Vegas Raiders. Um, what about you? Any Anything that stick out to you or, or do you agree with me on some of these or, or, or anything that, pops out in your head yeah i think the jimmy g one's definitely interesting uh i don't know if they're rolling with him because he is obviously uh has been in a system with josh mcdaniels before over in new england uh maybe they also uh are going to continue 
to plan on drafting a quarterback, and they're going to have Jimmy just kind of be the guy while they develop a guy. That's like a lot of money for Anthony the guy Richardson. to be there for a little bit. You know, it like is, that's a lot of money for. <laughs> these teams don't mind. It seems like paying even temporary quarterbacks to come and play, but like a kind of like a quiet, low key winner for me. Uh, and I know they've been in the news for uh, big trades too with the draft, but Carolina. I know they had to give up some picks yeah. in DJ Moore to get that first pick, but some of the moves they've made, like getting guys like Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst. Um, you put CJ Stroud in there? Yeah. Like they're they're putting together an offense that a young quarterback that they're going to draft is going to be able to function in. They add Von Bell to the secondary. Like Carolina's been making like some silent moves this offseason, even with uh I guess some of their coaching hires. It's been it's been really good. I think Carolina's uh on the come up. Like I know yeah. they've been going into a rebuild and I think they uh I they're definitely doing it the right way. Two things. I do think it's funny that the GM was like, Yeah, Lamar Jackson would be great, but I think we're gonna look at the QBs that we can draft. Basically like putting the middle finger up to Lamar Jackson and be like, Yeah, yeah we don't want you. Like we just don't like Sorry. Um, well, it's like, did they really trade up to the number one pick to draft anyone other than a quarterback, too? Like, are they going to... Like a tackle, maybe? Well, like, Are they going to grab yeah. Will Anderson or Jalen Carter? Yeah, like, that's just weird to me. And they keep saying that that this is where, you know, Young's still going to go number one. I'm like, no. I know who their head coach is now. He doesn't want a quarterback that's like that build. Like, nothing against Young. He's very good. But I think he wants that long, slender, tall can sling it, can run it if need be, quarterback. Oh, Will Levis. Yeah, Shut I Shut up. Don't even, don't even, oh, if that guy goes first, I think we'll all have a heart attack. Um, but another thing I want to say was, is I do want to give props to the Bengals for saving their free agency because I had them as a very, as an F grade. It wasn't looking lost, good, dude. Because they lost Jesse Bates. They lost uh, Von Bell. Bell talking about. And they also Hurst. lost, and they, but even that, then they lost some other minority guys, like some other guys, but then they go out and get Orlando Brown, which, by the way, they Big spend money. Sign. Hold up, hold up. When was the last time you saw the Bengals spend that much money on a guy? They better spend money on Burrow and on Jamar Chase. Or Dude, I can't wait shot. till they offer Joe Burrow like eight years for $90 million or something like that. Something ridiculous. But then, but then you know, I, I'm very interested to see what happens. I think the reason why this also hurt them, though, is because they lost their – their former first round pick and tackle who says he's going to want to be traded. So now it's like, now we've got to fill another hole on the other side. So is Cincinnati ever going to fix this, uh, this offensive I line issue, Jared comment below, Jared, let us know, let us know. We, we would love offensive to hear line, the secondary is yeah, it's interesting. So. Now there are, there are still a few free agents out there that I think are interesting. That could be pickups. Od- Od- Odell. We don't know where Odell's going. The Browns have supposedly been the right. I said, please no. As a Browns fan, please no. I, I just please no. That's all I'm asking. Just don't make that yeah. mistake twice. Um, oh, my goodness. I, I think you know there are some interesting ones out there. I know like Nicole Hardman. He's in. I know that's that's one that a lot of people are after. Um, Paris Campbell to the Giants was weird. I don't know why. That was just a weird one for me. I don't know. That was just like why are you paying him that money? I, he's very injury prone. Um, um, I don't know if there's any other weird, like really awesome signings or really bad signings. Um, there's a couple of running backs on the move. I know what's the guy uh, Williams from Detroit went to new new Orleans. And basically he told, yes, he basically told Detroit, he told Detroit, basically you didn't pay me enough money. You're not offering me enough money. So it's disrespectful. I'm leaving. I'm going to, and new then Orleans. Detroit went out and got David Montgomery to basically fill yes. his spot. So yeah, 
And and I think the Bears had a pretty good offseason as well. Maybe not a great offseason, but they did get a target for fields. Um, and I think that allows them to have more flexibility, I think, when it comes to the draft and to get a guy like we both said, Johnson, uh, on the outside of the, being a tackle box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, some more guys out there. I think that uh, Fletcher Cox and Levante David are yeah, still true, yeah. free. I think is, has Bobby Wagner no, been picked up? Too? No, no. Levante David has, I think, re, I believe he's re-signed for a year with the Buccaneers, I believe. I, I think see. I read that somewhere, yes. So All I believe right. he's re-signed. Let's see. I'm not going to spell his name right. So let's see. Um. Lavante David. It's L A V A N T E. Oh, I missed an O there. Uh, yeah, it looks like he's re- sticking with Tampa Bay. You're right. Yeah. So he's off the market. Um, Fletcher Cox will be interesting. I don't know where he'll go. Um, but that'll be an interesting one. Um, yeah, watching Philly too, man. Like they've uh, they've they've lost some guys. Like, they've, they've lost, lost a some lot guys. Of guys. Yeah. They've lost some guys. They were able to re-sign Slay. I think James Bradbury stuck around, but there's been some guys like we said that I mentioned Gardner Johnson. Uh, I think Hargraves uh, from interior yep. D line is gone, and yeah, it's gonna be interesting. They did man. get Jason Kelsey back. Jason Kelsey's coming back. Yes, so that's Kelsey's not one. retiring. He's coming back, I believe. Uh, it sounds like Lane Johnson's gonna come back too. So I think this is my thing, though. I've said that when Jason Kelsey goes, Lane Johnson will go. I think whenever wh- whoever retires first, the other one will retire as well. I think Perhaps, those two are kind of yeah. like a, a tandem there. Yeah. Um, but we need more of the New Heights podcast, so we need to have them playing. Is is I like that that analysis. But do we need them playing, or do we need them not to play so we can get multiple episodes a week? That is true. That would be nice as well. That would be nice. Um, but no, I think I'm, I'm selfishly hoping Taylor Lewan retires too from more busting with the boys podcast. Yeah, I I would love they say they keep saying that he might go to the Browns. I'm like I don't I don't need Taylor Lewan. He's a Michigan guy. We don't need another guy. Um, but <laughs> but no, we also I, don't need another tackle that's injury prone either. That we is got, true. We got enough. Got enough of those. Um, but I will say, uh, you know, at football talk. We'll go a little bit. We're going to HFL. Uh, that's the uh, league that I coach in. Uh, we lost uh, like forty something to to like. 19 or something like that so you know preseason <sighs> preseason uh, gotta yeah. love the preseason games um but uh no i think in general it's been a great off season i think for a lot of teams um but we will let you know that next week we are planning to update our mock draft so you will we'll be a discussing little... final four matchups we'll yes. be discussing mock draft 2.0 by that point, we'll also know who won the World Baseball Classic, and we can see how meaningless it was to the country exactly. that won. And it's going to be a good episode. It'll be a good episode. So we really appreciate you guys tuning in with us uh, this week. Uh, again, let us know in the comments. I want uh, Two things I want you to talk about the, this week in the comments. First thing, is the World Baseball Classic meaningless? Is it meaningless? And if so, give us a reason. If not, give us a reason. You know, just let us know what you think. And then also the second thing is, who was your winner of NFL free agency? And what and who was your loser? So who do you think won free agency? Who lost free agency? Um, I think the Vikings are also there. I didn't mention them. They barely did anything during free agency. And they lost a lot of guys. Yeah. So that's another one that would be very interesting to see what happens in the draft. But that is for next week. We'll discuss all that next week. But if you've enjoyed the episode of the podcast here on uh, YouTube, if you're watching, you know, our shiny faces, 
my sunburned face. You can't really tell it's sunburned. Uh, and, you know, Josh's pink, red, whatever color sweatshirt that is. If you've enjoyed watching us on YouTube, go ahead and leave us a big old thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe and hit that notification bell. Let us know that you're enjoying the podcast. What's going to happen? What's going to happen next? What's going to happen then, there, when, when, how? What are all the different things that will happen? Let us know. And if you're loving us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, make sure you share it. Uh, share the link with your friends. Put it on your stories of Instagram or Facebook or wherever. Um, and make sure you give us a nice rating. Um, and again, once again, make sure you in the comments answer those questions we ask you. It's really fun to engage with you guys. Um, it's fun to be wrong sometimes as well, as my bracket has shown. But we hope you guys have a great weekend. Go ahead and watch some March Madness. Watch some baseball. Hopefully you're enjoying the warm weather that is happening, at least here in Europe. I don't know about in America, but um, hopefully it's you're enjoying the weather with family and friends. Uh, and until next week, we'll see you.